What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? If you're not a winner, you don't have to listen to this because it's a winners only podcast. That's what we do for the first time and maybe ever. We couldn't do it on the same day, so we had to do the little Thursday, Sunday. You're listening to the 2 0 podcast featuring Zach and Justin. This is going to be a pretty bad pod because we're trying to do this and do the Chiefs Raiders game. So uh, I'm sorry. That's Justin, are you ready? This is going to be nice. Wow. Did you have that one prepared? Yeah. Bert, I was thinking about that. Love it. Burke, take it away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. You can find them at facevalueclothing.com. If you want to look like a winner, if you want to walk into that office on a Monday, if you want to you know, look good going to get dinner, maybe take a girl out on a date after winning your game on Thursday or Sunday, or maybe even Monday night. There's only one clothing line that you should be wearing, or apparel company, I should say. That is face value. It's going to make you stick out. They're going to know you're a winner because you're going to look like a winner. And I'll tell you what, if you're with a girl, it makes that it makes her like you much that, that much more. So Yeah, I was lucky to be with one of our founders yep. of face value this past weekend. Yep. Uh, Just Henry. a little client thing, you know. Uh, entertaining them. did remind him that he was our sponsor and yeah. did mention that we've been dropping some random discounts which he was a little caught off guard by yeah. but I uh, haven't had to use any of them yet but yeah. Uh, yeah good to see him good to see the product um it's good ball this weekend man good ball really this weekend. good ball really good ball for this podcast um fun for me to drive home from chicago watching the end of my friend justin becoming four and one yes incredible uh incredible that no one expected uh, and here they are. Like yeah. so, it's a real thing. We'll get into it. Um, but first, but first, well, my well, first, I'll say this, Justin. Um, I've been pretty confident about my picks. I've been doing pretty well. Justin took me to the woodshed. He I absolutely took me. I had a good week. He went eleven and four and got the underdog pitch pick, which we'll get to in about two so seconds. That make me 12 so you're twelve and three 12 right and now. Three. Okay. I went seven and eight this week. So you are now two games ahead of me after I was three games ahead of you. So you got a five game swing there. Yeah, and I feel like we've been on a, uh, you know, it's week five. I'm, I'm happy with my week, but I'm not going to get, you know, too excited about everything because I feel like the last three weeks we have had about five or six differences. And uh, besides what, I think week two or week three, maybe both of them, I had really bad weeks, but uh, it was kind of just like there was really nothing, no gaining or, or of either of us. So, you know, we're going to have weeks like that. You're probably going to come back and have a 12 and 3 like week where I, I'm the opposite. So I, I have to just keep my head down, keep doing what I'm doing, and, you know, stay coachable. Yeah, that was a big week. Big week for you. I'm um, still two games back, but I'm feeling good. But uh, one thing that you did get is Mahomes. I think that's a touchdown. Yeah, he wasn't touched. Um, yeah, so real quick, we're this doing really this bad. podcast. So there's what? Five minutes left in the second half. We're kind of doing the podcast so that if there's anything exciting at the end of the game, you know, we're 
we're watching it and not trying to podcast yeah. during it. So we're doing that a little bit. We usually time. do these in the second half, and yeah. it's just like for this game, we just knew we needed to be kind of present for it. So yeah. we're doing this in the first half, but we're still going to be saying stuff like this the entire time. He was I don't, short. He was short. That's not good. I need Mahomes to throw a touchdown. All right. Well, one of the picks that you got back, the bonus pick, was the underdog pick. Yep. You are two for two in your mega underdog Colts selections. I am. The Colts went to Denver. Somebody's got to believe. The Colts go to Denver on a Thursday night and pick up a win. Um, before the season started, you know, everyone does their season projections where they think they're going to be, right? You all do your win losses the second the schedule comes out. I had us at three and two after the first five games. We are sitting at two, two and one. And it happened in the most unimaginable and unpredictable way that I could have foreseen it happening, which is only makes sense for the Colts. Um, I had us beating Houston, Jacksonville, and Tennessee at home. Instead, we lost to two of those, tied one, and went 2-0 against the AFC West. Um, I'm very happy to be 2-2-1. Our offensive line is a major issue still. Um, but our defense, you can say what you want, how boring that game was. You can say you want about how bad Denver is right now, and all those are true. And I, I accepted all jokes that were coming my way that night because it was a pitiful football game, and I understand that. Uh, but our defense is playing at a pretty special level, and they did it against the Chiefs. They did it against the Titans in the second half. They did it against for a full game against Denver. The pressure we're getting up front, and then their playmakers now, Gilly stepping up and DeForest stepping up without Darius or Shaquille out there is pretty awesome. So as bad as the offense is in every way imaginable for our defense to come out and play the way they are right now and keep us in these games and be 2-2-1 after playing unimaginably bad on offense is pretty awesome. So I'm still optimistic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was a boring game. I love defensive football. I heard the first quarter was really bad. I didn't get to watch the first quarter because I was at a rehearsal dinner. Um, but from what I saw, it was just two great defenses. Like like you said, I mean, Matt Ryan had no time um, at all until, you know, the last two possessions, but he was just getting the ball out right. immediately once that happened. Um, but at the end of the day, the Colts found a way to win, and that just came down to execution and game game management at the end of the game. We've seen the Broncos struggle with that all year, and they they did it again to themselves. Uh, they had multiple times, multiple chances to put the game away. Nathaniel Hackett did Nathaniel Hackett things. Russell Wilson just didn't miss throws, missed wide open guys. Like yeah. they did everything. They had opportunities to win. They did everything they could to lose that game. But at the other side, like the Colts put the Broncos in bad positions. They they took advantage of of you know their defense kind of giving you the the six yard throws to Alec Pierce. And yeah. you know, they had certain lockdown Pittman. Pitt, Pittman wasn't really anything, but they got, you know, their tight ends involved. They got Alec Pierce involved. They they got other guys involved um, and when it push came to shove and Matt Ryan had to make the drives, he did. He did that against the Chiefs. He did it against the Broncos. And for the Colts, like you guys, like you said, you know you have offensive line problems um, and you know your defense is great. This is just have to, how you have to win football games. Yep. And if you if it's a low-scoring game, you guys have a chance. And it's just you have to rely on your defense and your defense just has to trust that your offense will eventually make the plays. And they did this game. They did that against the Chiefs. Um, they didn't do it against the Texans. They didn't do it against the Jaguars. But... I think you guys are going to be learning in every week that you kind of get this under your belt. I think it just helps understand the, I guess what the chemistry with both sides, like how do we have to win football games? What do we have to do? Your special teams has, can't make any mistakes on special teams, which you guys didn't this week. Um, You know, limiting your turnovers. You guys, I mean, it wasn't pretty uh, by any means. And there was a couple of fumbles, but guess what? Some of those fell your way and they didn't in previous weeks. So it's kind of those things you still have to mesh out, but 
um, on the road in prime time against a Denver team and, and against a division that people thought was going to be the most fun, exciting, dominant division in football history. You guys are 2-0 and against them. Um, and your divi- division still, you're only, what, a half game back against the Titans yeah, with, with an opportunity to play them the still. Yeah. yeah, so you guys are in a great spot. It was a must-win game. You guys did it. I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, Alec Pierce thing is definitely very exciting. I think we have serious potential there upcoming. Yeah, it, it's good because this was the first time that it looked like Matt Ryan has had a number two option for sure all season. Yeah. Yeah. So besides like throwing to a no name yeah, tight end two Jelani times. Since. Right. Exactly. So that was good. And we'll see. I'm still optimistic and hopefully they can figure it out because it, once again, it, it can't get worse. Um, and on the Broncos side, though, well, the Bozo award is sponsored by Nathaniel Hackett. So we can't yeah. give it to him. The fourth and one call, I have no problem with. Not only because did Russ clearly read it wrong because he had mm-hmm. Hamler. Oh, it but, was it was a perfect play call, awful execution. Right. The, they ran it on second down. They got down to third and one. They ran on it on third and one. We stuffed it. We have a top three run defense in the NFL. And you paid this guy a seven-year billion-dollar contract. You want the ball in his hands. He made the poor decision of completely ignoring what he's supposed to do, like Justin just said, executing and deciding before the play he's throwing to Cortland Sutton. The only problem with that is – they're still one of the best cornerbacks in the game guarding him there. And that was game. That was yeah. Gilly Lock. Um, the real problem I have was the third and four call. Mm. They're up three with us uh, going into the two-minute warning. All they have to do is run the ball and kick the field goal. Or maybe you get the first down running it, but kick the field goal. Now you're up six. We have no timeouts. And both sides know damn well we're not scoring a touchdown. Yeah. They throw it. Yeah. We pick it off. And now all we needed was a, was a field goal, and which we honestly could have gotten if the refs didn't screw us bad. Um getting a touchdown, but that's just inexcusable giving us a chance to be back in the game. 100%. And I, and I will say, like, on the, the first comment, the fourth and one, it was the perfect play call, just off execution, but I thought it was stupid to even make that play call. I think with how that game's being played, how your defense has been playing against the Colts offense, uh, and you get... The Broncos, like you said, they had two drives all the way down the field to the goal line, mm-hmm. two back-to-back drives to get zero points out of it. Um, you know, take the points, get into overtime, knowing I trust our defense to get a stop. If, if the Colts get the ball first. And if they don't, I'm confident that we can at least get a field goal and then we just need one more stop no matter what. So I, I didn't like it. I'm going to get into it. It, just, it seems like every week it gets worse and worse. And I kind of heard some other people talk about it today, but why are we getting so cute? What is with it wanting seven all the time? Like yeah. get three. It never hurts to get three points, especially in a situation like that. Like kicking the field goal there, you're not, you're extending the game. You're not losing it there. Yeah, you might win it. Okay. But you also had a really good chance of losing that game, and that's what happened two times. Two times if they just did the the simple thing. I don't know what the analytics would have said. Screw the analytics. I think the Broncos win this game. And I'm really tired of what I'm seeing from NFL head coaches. I agree. Simmons got really upset about it because I think he's been losing bets on it. But I think coaching is at an all-time dumb low it's right now. It's insane. Like, I, like the, you, I think Trent Dilfer said it. You should be dating analytics. You don't, you're not married to it. Like, yes, you got to work what are the percentages say in this and this. But there's such a real feel and momentum yeah. aspect of football that it's just absolutely ridiculous to be completely married to it like that. Um, Denver is four more primetime games. Everyone's complaining. Are you kidding me? Like, they are must-see. Like, yeah, I want... Every week they you mess want, up. You look at the train wreck, or the car wreck. Yeah. Like, you want to see how bad it is. So, I'm excited to watch them. But we're 2-2-1. Two, two, Sorry, I don't care if it was boring. Um, big win. Don't apologize. Next one. Not on this podcast. London. Big one. London. Packers up early. Giants fight back like we haven't seen them do in a while mm-hmm. because of coaching, mm-hmm. because of the belief in the new system, the mm-hmm. belief in the new foundation built. Mm-hmm. And Saquon Barkley, once again, propels his team to a big victory. Yeah, that was uh, the most fun I've had watching a football game since I entered high school. 
And I'm not even joking. That was the most fun I've ever had. Here's the thing about this game. We came in, you know, no one believed in us. I don't even think we expected to win. Like, you ask any Giants fan if they, like, you know, it's always like, yeah, they're, you know, any, any given Sunday. But no one expects us to win and just get punched in the mouth early. Aaron Rodgers looked like unstoppable. We had no names playing cornerback and we're down 17. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Daniel Jones turns into a quarterback that I have never seen from him before. He turned into Aaron Rodgers, like <laughs> legitimately. Uh, you know, trusting trusting the play calling, trusting the... Like, we also had no-name wide receivers. Let me, let me tell you something about... Like, everyone was talking big about this Packers defense, and they were playing Aaron Rodgers. We had Richie James, Dave, Darius Slayton, who hadn't done anything until now. I think the Lord, he woke up. David Sills and a guy named Marcus Johnson playing. No one knows who that's got. And then our cornerbacks were... Like, we had a Nick McCloud, uh, who's this Lane, Justin Lane, I think was who, yeah, Justin mm-hmm. Lane, uh, you know, Holmes got picked on, is, what is this, uh, there was a guy named Nick Williams who got some plays for us, Fabian Moreau still, like, we had no names, Belton, um, and the coaching, I, I've never seen any coaching like this, I'm kind of getting off subject now, but Back to be. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. That's just how exciting I am. It's hard for me to think. Uh, back to back to Daniel Jones. Though. Daniel Jones. He he clearly was limited in his ankle. Like he it wasn't bad, but he was only like probably eighty percent speed. I'd say, and he let the plays happen. He didn't make any Daniel Jones plays. He he stood in the pocket. He was confident in his line. He let receivers get open. He he let the play develop in front of him. He put he didn't have one bad throw. He put the ball right where it needed to be every time except for the one crossing route by Darius Slayton and there was arguments about there could have been a miscommunication, blah, blah, blah. But Daniel Jones played the best football game I've ever seen him play. On the defensive side of the ball, like Wink Martindale and the game plan that we had against Aaron Rodgers, especially after being down early. Like there were so many times where it was just Aaron Rodgers, like the substitution thing. Aaron Rodgers is known for like getting your small personnel out there and then getting you when you're subbing off big personnel as they start running the ball. We recognized that, didn't sub, got the stop. You know, on the fourth down play call, like he does the he does the check on his hip. Two players on our defense point to McLeod, know that that's where the ball is going, come off the edge, hands up in the air, and bat the ball down. Third down, third down and two, and fourth down and two on like the five yard line for the Packers to win the game. And we had two times where we, uh, you know, batted the ball down against Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't get that many passes batted down. So it's just the coaching that we've had on the defensive side of the ball, how we have no talent and we're winning football games. It's insane. I, I said this on a giant space after the game, and I still think it's true. I don't know if another coaching staff, I'm not trying to say we have the best coaching staff. I don't know if any other coaching staff in the NFL is four and one with this team. That's how not talented we are. And it gets me excited. Like, I'm not going to sit here and start talking about playoffs. Yeah, we have an easy schedule, but the NFC East is the best division of football. That's another story. Uh, I'm not trying to say that we're going to get in the playoffs or anything, but what I'm excited for is thinking about what happens when Dabble and Shane get their guys in the building. What happens when a guy like Kadarius Toney gets healthy, Wandale Robinson gets healthy, when we actually get secondary out there, when a guy like Leonard Williams comes back for this defense. Like that's what's exciting to me about this team is because we have no names playing for us right now. And we're four and one, not against bad teams either. Yeah, we've beaten the Panthers and the Bears and it wasn't pretty, but we beat the two number one seasons in last year's playoffs. Yep. Two two games where it was week one and that no one expected us and we went to London and no one no one thought we could do it. I didn't think we could do it. And here we are at four and one. It's exciting, it's fun. Uh, it's a way I've never felt because I don't have expectations for this team and it's awesome. And that was probably my longest run of the year, but I think it was deserving. Absolutely. 
I don't have anything else to add because there's nothing reason to. Big win. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about the Packers at all. Their play calling in the second half was awful, and that's really all I'd say about that. Yeah, they're just also boring bad right now, and until they uh, figure out something to get explosive, and I mean, they they kind of abandoned AJ Dillon, and they need to be a red team. Yeah. So that's just. Otherwise, they're going to be in close games with everyone, and then what happens when you get in close games is you lose some of them. Well, it was just like we we were down seven, and we score to tie it up, and then they go three deep plays and like three and out. It's just like the the situational play calling was awful for them. I thought I feel like they've done it multiple times where it's like when they're up and it kind of gets close again. I guess they're like change their play calling. Like we need the points now. It's like a gambler chasing losses. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like that's kind of been their play calling this year. And I don't know, like stick to your guns. If, if they stuck to their play calling that they had in the first 20 minutes of the game for the next 40 minutes, the Giants aren't in this game. Uh, they, they were tying out our defense. They're keeping us on the field. Um, but yeah, something changed on their end and, and it helped us win. So It was fun. Yeah, we'll see. The Packers, they got the Jets coming in. That's, that's, that's a team a game flying now. high right now. We'll see how the Packers respond. Next one, uh, Pitt at Buffalo. I mean, Jesus. Um not really anything about the game. The only thing to worry about with Pittsburgh, I think, for the rest of this year is you have some pretty big personalities at skill position with Claypool and Deontay Johnson and all them. So, like, this could get really, really bad because yeah. these guys aren't quiet about anything. And I feel bad for Pickett um, because this year could really spiral out of control. And the Bills are awesome at home. And, like, that's one thing. And that's a tough spot. But, like, with the personalities that this Pittsburgh team has, we've never seen it go south before. And I think it could really explode. So that's really all I have on that. Yeah, this is when you're like, that's why you shouldn't put your rookie quarterback in the moment things turn bad. Because things like this happen where he didn't even play a bad game. Like he didn't, I mean, he threw the ball 52 times against a great defense and he had 327 yards. He had 34 completions, one pick. Yeah. Um, Oh, Carter got smoked. And Chris Jones just took the ball. Holy shit. It's card. Now he's fine. It's just oh, there's a flag. I don't know uh, what it is, but uh, but like Pickett played well, but it's like there's no reason for him to be in a, in a game like this and in a season like this. I feel like that's my one thing. It's like if you yeah. leave Mitch in, we know it's gonna happen, and it's like I, I feel like the season's lost. There's no reason to take a guy's confidence, make, you know, risk getting hurt. Um, but you know they got to figure it out, and I I'm tired of I'm still tired of hearing. T- uh, Steelers fans talk about like they, what they need to change. Like you said it best. Like yeah, they need an offensive coordinator change. Like yeah, well, like you know, replace some of your assistants. But it's Mike Tomlin. Like let's relax. And they have a lot of they have a lot of big names on you know receivers wise. And it's going to be interesting to see like you said what they do. Like I mean, Pickens every week a fun highlight comes oh, out of him. him. Yeah. It's just like him getting open by yeah. shoving it. They could down. figure this out. Yeah, they they have they have stuff in place. Um, you know, to build. Did they call roughing the passer. But, I'm sorry. Did you see the sack? No. Uh, on the Bills side, yeah, this is what the Bills need to do. It's good to see them back like this. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still true after this. I think I saw it Friday. So it was after we recorded the last podcast, and I'm pretty sure it's still true now. Josh Allen is responsible for every single touchdown the Bills have scored this year. Jesus. Look at this real quick. And roughing the passer. Oh, it's because he landed on him? Yeah, that's such a <laughs> stupid rule. Uh, yeah. Why I mean, can't we, it be like reviewable? We I feel said like they is, need to make roughing yeah. the passer reviewable. This is the high and highs, the low, like the risk and reward with Josh Allen. Like, Yes, it's good to use your best player as much as you can, but this is like, it's so much pressure yeah. on this guy. It's just unbelievable. 98-yard Josh Allen touchdown, 62-yard Josh Allen touchdown, 15. Okay, James Cook, the fourth quarter touchdown. 
was so in the fourth quarter, their fifth touchdown of the game of week five was the first touchdown that Josh Allen wasn't responsible for by either rushing or passing. Yep. That's, that's absurd. That's out of control. That's so out of control. You can't do that every week, but no. it was an impressive That's why they're reaching out to us for CMC because yeah. they need some help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, I mean, that's what the Bills do at home. It's fun. It's fun when they're rolling like that, though, because of the energy and the crowd. And yeah. It's just fun. When they had third de- third down from their own two and they scored 98 oh. yards, you're like, this game's... I'd, I had it on the top TV because I was just like curious to see what they would look like. I yep. immediately changed the channel. It was over the second that happened. Next one. What we got here? We got um, another Bozo dubbed over. Chargers-Browns. Um, Here's the other cute coach. Justin's not a big fan of Staley. That's been known in the pod. I have never seen him... Um, so animated during a game that he has no investment in whatsoever uh, because of his hatred for Staley. It was you were up, standing up, yelling at the TV, laughing, um, and also just being upset that it didn't work and the Chargers still won the game. Yeah. Uh, we know, I don't know how much we can talk about things after this, but when you're on your own 35, <laughs> up two points, not even three, not yep. even three, yep. two points. With Jacoby Brissett on the other side. Yep. Who's thrown how many game-ending interceptions this year? Yeah, exactly. You not only go for it, but you pass the ball. You're just asking for it. Because here's the thing. Like, I don't care what analytics say where it's like, well, if you go for it, your chances of winning increase from this to this. Okay, that's awesome. But if you don't make it, which we've seen fourth and one, isn't a guarantee, obviously. Everyone in football knows that enough. Then they have to go four yards to get into field goal position. Four. If you punt the ball, you're at the minimum that they're going to have to go probably is like 80. All right. Maybe even if they have a great return, they have to, or sorry, I should say like what, 50 yards for a field goal. No timeouts. They have a great return, 30 yards for a field goal. No timeouts in Jacoby Brissett. When you punt the ball there, it's a guarantee, but instead, what do they do? He gets cute, he goes for it, they get the ball, and they should have lost, but he, Cade York missed the field goal. And it's just, it's so dumb, because it's like, I'm tired of I'm tired of it. Yeah. I, 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 the Chargers should be so much fun to watch, but they just have a dumbass at coach. Who, even if they get that first down, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Wow, it's a great play call." You know, sometimes you got to you got to play by the ball. It's like I don't know. There's just no re- you could have not explained that to me in any way for it to make sense because it doesn't. It doesn't. I've thought a lot about the coaching things that we've seen, and I thought about like, okay, it's easy to judge them in the moment. Like, what would I be thinking? What would I be doing? I think my rule would be pretty simple. What does the other team want me to do? Yeah. As someone who, in my like little Vegas group that we have, we had the Browns as one of our picks. Carlson from deep. God, he's so good. We had the Browns as one of our picks. And I'm praying that the Chargers go for it. Yeah. Because if they get it, they get it. But now I have a legitimate chance. I know if I stop them, I'm 10 yards away from a field goal. Like, if, if Brandon Staley just said, what do the Browns want me to do? Oh, they probably want me to go for it yeah. because they have a chance of really the, winning if we stop them. The Browns thought we have a better chance of stopping them on fourth and one for than sure. Jacoby Brissett driving down the field and getting a field goal position. For sure. They had a better shot. It just doesn't make sense. So that would, that's all I would be if I was a coach. Yeah. Just take a step back. What would they want me to do? Okay, let's not do that then. Like, I don't... You, look, think about this, guys. Like, podcast listeners. Like, we all play, like, NCAA football and Madden. Mm-hmm. If you were fourth and one on your own 35 or whatever it was, 40-yard line even, and you were playing your buddy up two with that much time left, 
you're punting the football. And guess what? We never punt the football in video games. Never. But you're not risking losing to your buddy no. because you're like, I'm I'm giving him the win here. I would punt it every time. I think someone said it. Like I said that from like week one. Some guy was like, you need a kid that is um, not even sober. Yeah. Had a couple edibles. Yeah. Put him next to you on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Totally relax in the fourth. Yeah. Punt it. Yeah. Like you just would have been like, punt it. <laughs> it's that simple. It, when I when we saw him come out, I was like, okay, maybe they're drawing off sides. I'm like, dude, no. take the delay game. And then when they called the timeout, I was like, you're. Ju-. I walked away, and you we were like, it was a timeout. I was like, what? I go, yeah, they're calling timeout, and you're like, oh, fine, at least. I'm like, uh, I don't think they're calling timeout just to bring out the punt team here. I think they're going back out. There. It was so. But anyways, anyways, the game. My biggest issue is because I've seen a lot of tweets. The Jacoby pass was horrendous, right? I mean, awful pass. Yeah, that's his third, basically basically, you know, kind of game-ending interception when the Browns had a chance to go up with three minutes left. Um, the, the the problem here is the Browns' defense. I don't know why any Jacoby's even being mentioned. Like, yeah. their defense is so bad. The Chargers were the worst run offense in the NFL. They had not had a running back at 100 yards in the first half since 2017, and Austin Eckler had over 100 yards two minutes into the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say all. I mean, Herbert's awesome, obviously, and he's going to do his thing. But like, you can say all the things you want about Brissett, and the, like the offense is so not the problem in Cleveland. The defense is horrific. If you have Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, like your front seven alone should never, ever, ever be giving up that. Uh, their tackling's piss poor. Their efforts piss poor. And uh, despite Staley being a total jackass, as you mentioned, I give the Chargers a lot of credit because they got down to fourteen nothing early. Yeah, I didn't think they had the type of toughness to respond, and they went I think seventeen unanswered from mm-hmm. that point. So. Credit to them, but I don't know what happened to this Cleveland defense because there's talent there, uh, and it's I mean they traded for Deion Jones like they're desperate right now, and it's just yeah like, I think that's just trying to bring another guy in. Yeah, it's a real issue because that should never happen. And when you think about like the names that they have, where it's like they have Devin Ward, they have Grant Delpit, they have uh, you know I, I'm Clowney, they have Newsome, they have Garrett, they mm-hmm. have Taki Taki, who's just a fun name to say. Uh, I don't even know if he's technically good or not. But they have so much talent on the defense side of the ball, and it's almost just like effort, like especially in the second half. Yeah, that clip you like, sent me, jeez. Yeah, the Miles Garrett clip that I saw today, where it's like a lot of times when I see like, all right, let's not look at this player's effort. Like I'm like, you know, it's camera angle could be off. Yeah, the camera angle could be off. Like, do all NFL players give 110 percent on every play if they're playing as many downs as a guy like Miles Garrett? Maybe not. But he had three opportunities where he just had to fall down and he could have tackled Austin Eckler, yep. and he just stood straight up and didn't even do anything. Like. When it's your kind of leader like that, and also there's kind of the awkwardness that could have been put in the locker room with the car accident and all the other stuff that's going on with the Browns, like you, you need your leaders to to play hard 110 percent. Because when they watch film the next day, and you know there's the third string defensive end seeing that Miles Garrett's doing that, like that that doesn't help anybody. 100. Um, percent And so I, it's again where you know Jacoby Brissett is Jacoby Brissett and we know what we're getting from him but that is now I would say because I agree with you when I'm putting on their defense that's three games that they've now lost I think because of their defense yep. and the fun fact is is that they're two and three now yep. where you can blame Jacoby Brissett for the pick against against the Falcons but it's like why why did the Falcons play so well against you yep. it's the Falcons the Jets we don't even have to get started with the Jets no. and now it's the Chargers and they've lost so many close games and it it just gets worse for them week to week. And now they have a Patriots team coming in. Who, that's not a team I'd want to play. No, talk about a team that likes to run the ball and play defense. That's yeah. the worst matchup possible yeah. right now for Cleveland. So that, and if you just drop two and four, it, it's just every single week where it's like, the, you 
the NFL is not like the NBA in terms of just like, you know, all right, let's just tank and whatever because the window and wow. is 60 yarder for the Chiefs. That. Wow. The window is a lot smaller for teams to win. Every year of football on a person's body is a lot more than it is in any other sport. And so it's, you can't just, it sucks for a team like this where you have all the talent and you're like, we were quarterback away. Um, and then this is just what's happening for it when your defense, who was supposed to lock you down for the first 11 games, can't do that. Yep. So, yep. This is another team that could really collapse. I mean, AFC North could quickly yeah. crumble here. So, not good for them. And then what happens next year where it's like every player that you have, we're like, that's a guy, that's one less year on their rookie deal for your defensive yep. backs. That's. Yep. That's one more year for a veteran like Miles Garrett. You know, Clowney's not coming back. Clowney's not coming back. Nick Chubb, running backs. We've seen what happens with running God backs they age. Another year on a guy like Nick Chubb. So your team is going to look different next year, even if it's the same names. And it may not be a good thing. Maybe maybe they get better next year. The talent, when Deshaun Watson can play their full full year, we don't know. But they, they had to be at least 6-5 and five or 5-6. Five and six. And every week it's getting tougher on them now that they're not winning. Yeah, I feel bad for Nick Chubb because he's been yeah. pretty special this year and it just doesn't matter and it won't be noticed. Uh, but big for the Chargers. Huge road win there for them. Uh, next one, Minnesota-Chicago. Uh, this one was, I don't know, just like a classic Minnesota game. Like, they come out just untouchable. Like, what was Kirk? 16 of 16 at one yeah. point? Um, dominating. I thought they were my Justin 40. Jefferson had 10 <laughs> catches for like 140 yards. On 10 targets. Half. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I was going to get my bonus point and... You know what, Justin? Something, Justin Fields played a football game. He Justin did. Fields played a football game. He didn't throw it thirty times, still. No, but he threw. He only had fifteen completions. He was accurate. He knew yeah. where he was going with the ball. He took a shot to Mooney. He made an incredible play. Cole Komet made some catches. I thought it was his best game that I've seen from him, and that's what you wanted as a yeah. Bears fan. And it sucks to lose, especially the way they lost, getting the ball just freaking taken from you. Yeah. Who even was that? Number seventeen. I literally don't even know who it was, uh, which is another issue with the Bears personnel. But that's, you know, not their fault this year. That was pass management fault. But uh, as good as the Vikings look, they crumbled because that's what Kirk can do sometimes. Smith-Marset. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. I dot Smith-Marset. That sounds like a Giants receiver. Like, yeah. He might have played in London that morning. Sounds like Isaiah. That's why he probably fumbled. That's a lot of jet lag. That's a lot, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's one of those Bears losses this year where you're really okay with it. Like, you're like, this is the kind of loss that I can go to sleep you know, you're not happy ever, obviously. You're still pissed, but you're like, at least I saw something from my quarterback that I can wake up tomorrow and be like, okay, that was a start. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But the Vikings, once again, escape with a win. They're, they are also 4-1 for a team that, you know, had a lot of hype, but I still think they've been pretty underwhelming for being 4-1. Uh, completely agree with everything I'm going to say. I, I mean, I feel a lot of uh, similarities with the Bears, as, you know, as mm-hmm. with the Giants, where it's yeah. like, a quarterback there trying to figure out first year head coach and it's just like no expectations just trying to see something the fact that you have you only threw it 21 times but 15 for 21 it was a very efficient game and in previous weeks if he had 15 passing yards it was only like for 100 yards it was good to allow him to attack deep let the plays come to him let the receivers get open he he took off running i felt like when he needed to he was smart running the football uh didn't have any turnovers and and that was the thing that I, I really want to win. So I agree with what you had to say. And like, let's just build off of that. Yep. You know, for the Bears offense. Let's it, it builds trust with, with the offensive coordinator, with with Eberflus. Like it builds trust with everybody in the locker room, uh, to go into Minnesota and respond after getting your face kicked in in the first half. That's the big thing too. Minnesota, yeah, I don't even know what this Minnesota. I don't know. I, they could end up the division, I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, they're so weird. <laughs> That's uh, just a Kirk Cousins led team. Like it's their defense. It's almost bad. just one of those things where yeah, it's like they tried to they went away from 
what they were doing in the first half after getting up. And that's just what happens in yeah, football. Dude, it yeah. happens in sports where it's like you go in the locker room after you just dominated somebody. It's hard to come out of the locker room with that same like that same just intensity. I think what one thing I've learned this year and just kind of like reminds you is like, yeah, Minnesota got up early. Like, dude, these games are long. Yeah. These games are long. And then they had to go to the locker room and, and just maintain sit there. that fire. Yeah. Like, it's so hard. And it's not like they were up 21-10 against, you know, the Packers who have been mm-hmm. ruining their lives or – 21-10 against a team like the Chiefs. Like, if they're 21-10 against a team that they expected to win by that much, you point. come out for the second half, it's not the same intensity. Yeah, yeah, because so. you just feel like you got in the back pocket. It's almost worse to Which is why league. it's like the Lions always have, like, I mean, except for today, or this, what we're going to talk about later, but, uh, like, the Lions and the Falcons, like, those kind of teams are always like, they always come back, though. It's the same thing. Yep. When they're playing these good teams and they get smashed in the first half, they're coming out with, like, the intensity of, like, we cannot get embarrassed. And the other teams come out like, well, we already did our job Skip today. to zero. Yeah. 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 No, that's a really good point. But the Vikings still find a way. They're 4-1 and in first place uh, in the NFC North. So we'll see what happens there. They got an interesting game next week too. Uh, Justin, next one. Pats at Lions. Question for you. <sighs> yeah. Will Stotts, not Willie Stats. This is Will Stotts we're talking about. Talked to you about him a couple times now. His thoughts on Dan Campbell. I backed out right before the season started. After really kind of diving into Dan Campbell, I backed out right before the season, if you recall. Called him a loser. Said this isn't going to work. Do you, you stayed on the train. I'm giving you a chance. Would you like to back out? Would you like to back out? Uh, you know, I... Today, instead of a victory latte, I tried to do something different. I saw something on Twitter and I was like, Panera has these charged up lemonades. Yeah. And it was like... There's like so much, it's only like 400 milligrams, which for me isn't a lot, but I was like, somebody who's like, they're like, somebody I know with a caffeine addiction was even twitchy after those. I was like, well, I'm victory Monday. I'm trying one of those. So I'm coming back after sipping on it. First of all, wasn't, wasn't anything special. It wasn't that good flavor. Try to get fancy with it. Did you get soup? No, because, you know, we're trying to save money right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just came, I got a bagel though. It's like six bucks. I was yeah. like, I might as well treat myself. Um, but yeah, anyways, so I, I'm sipping my I'm sipping my charged up lemonade, uh, and I I had a conversation with myself walking back about about my relationship with Dan Campbell, and it was a tough one. Uh, but sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and just say, "Hand up, I was wrong." Wow, and I did not expect. This. I can't look. I have I have a lot of hills. I have a lot of hills that I'm fighting on. I have a lot of hills I die on. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're backing out. I don't know if the Dan Campbell's the hill I want to die on, that's, though. That's, because I can only... I'm like a cat. I got nine lives. I Dan Dan might be my last one if I died on that hill. And yeah. I, I can't do that to myself. Yep. Uh, it's hard to watch a Lions team every week and just like kind of... Because, you know, we have takes on this podcast. Like, we put ourselves out there. We're not going to be right about everything. I'm, I'll be the first one to admit. But, like, sometimes it, like you're watching a game and you're like, I, don't, I shouldn't have to care about this game, but, like... Man, it would suck to have to get a text on like Tuesday, like, "Hey, buddy, heard you on the podcast." Like, yep, sucks for you. Yep, it's hard to do that every week with the Lions. I don't know how people are Lions fans. I'm just sitting here like, I just, I just need Dan Campbell to look efficient, right. and he hasn't done that through the first five weeks. So I, I was gonna jump off, but I'm glad that you gave me the offer to jump off. I'm shocked you did. I'm proud of you because um, I think it's still early enough in the season you can back out. I'll be mentioning him later for some of the stuff he did um, and actions he took in this game. Uh, because I know we talk about dating analytics and not marrying it. You know what? Maybe he needs to marry it for a second because yeah. the heart thing just isn't going to work. Man. Yeah, they had some – and it's it sucks because it's like – I mean, their defense 
we were finally like, we said on this last podcast, like their defense sucks. And like their defense actually like answered the bell this week. 29 nothing doesn't really show how good their defense played, I thought. And I, I mean, obviously the Patriots offense isn't anything special, but um, you know, that's it's a tough offense to just go to where you're like, we're just going to get hit in the face. And the Lions offense was the thing where it's like, that's what they can hold their hat on. And they were, they were nowhere to be found. Yeah. So Yeah. And give New England credit. Like New England's really found identity. Ramondre Stevenson is yeah. a beast. This defense is Billy's flying at, around for Billy's two weeks now. Sorry. And yeah, Max gonna play when he gets back. I don't know if he's like that much better than Zappy, but I don't think New England really cares who the quarterback is because they're gonna run the ball and play defense this year. So yeah. Just no turnovers. Um so they're they're kind of playing well, but we'll see we'll see next week at Cleveland if they can keep the momentum. Um next one. This was an interesting one. We had Seattle at New Orleans. New I just, Orleans wait, won. I just had one last thing oh, that sorry. I want to say about the Patriots. I just popped in my mind and it I think the Patriots right now are like last year's Patriots in the terms of like, you know, I just don't want to play them. In the, the sense, yeah, in the sense of like, I don't want to play them because I don't want to deal with the defense. I don't want to deal with having to watch them if they drive down the field. It takes the entire game clock. I we should beat them. We can beat them. The Lord knows what's going to happen on that Sunday. And that's I am now official like because the Patriots for a while right now are like kind of want to play them. You know, it should be a good win. I have officially moved them into the Patriots category, which is a category of its own, the Patriots category of I do not want to play them. That's a really good point. Because I think the last two weeks, for the first time in a while, the last two weeks I've been like, oh, you're playing Bill Belichick. Yeah. Because like for a while there, late in the season last year, all this season up to the last two weeks, it was like, you know, he just doesn't, like, he's just like, it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And the past two weeks, that's been a team, just like you said, where you're like, you know, it's just going to be weird because they got stuff ready to roll. And yeah. they're gonna just going to do things they do because that's what Bill does. So that's And they're going to lose games on the talent factor. Sure. But like, sure. they're all, like you, you, you don't want to play them, though. You just don't want to play them. Yeah. Here's another team you may not want to play. Geno Smith or Andy Dalton because they're two gunslinging yeah. quarterbacks. Although we, maybe we should give the credit to Taysom Hill more than yeah. Andy Dalton. Yeah. He had three touchdowns. You know how we feel about him. Whatever. At least he's not in the news yet. But just... Well, I, I no. Well, I, I don't just, want you to do it. You don't. No, 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 no. I was just saying this was a. I told you in private, but you know I'm gonna put it out here. If I, you give him a helmet sticker later, I'm not doing the pot again. Zach, I'm not talking about anything right now other than what I just wanted to say about Taysom, which okay. was that uh, you know I thought that when Taysom plays in a game like this, I'm fine with it because I'm not now hearing like the offense needs to run through Taysom. I didn't hear those takes today. I didn't hear the like, is Taysom a better quarterback than Jameis kind of thing. I didn't have to hear that. So I'm, I was fine with the performance, but it was good. It's fine when he comes out in his own packages. I just can't see Taysom for all offensive plays. I can't do it to myself. I can't do it. Because then I'm going to get remad. Look, the block was cool. After doing everything he did, yeah, that block, the was, block, that's block. I'm just worried that we've once again now begun the cycle. If we re go into that that's cycle, that's what I'm afraid of. That's because I'm saying since we're outside of the circle, I mean that cycle. I'm fine with it. If we go back in, though, I'm right back with the you. The bubble's closing. Like, we are. You have to get in there. We are. I mean, I'm in. I'm just looking for the. I'm looking in it outside of right now, and I'm seeing it from the outside. I'm like, hey, I'm cool. Do your thing like over there. I'm telling you, you're gonna lose some life. Like the bubble is closing. You better get inside. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm inside the bubble, and I'm saying this is the last second because the bubble is gonna close soon. <laughs> I'm in the bubble. Yeah. I'm just saying, if I'm seeing that stuff outside of the bubble, I'm like, keep doing it over there. But once it comes in, comes closer into my bubble, starts intruding on that bubble space, which I'm in with you. Yeah, I'm in the bubble. Yeah, that's when we, that's when we go really negative. I just want to know now because I know I made no, a I am, Oh, I have 
Did you have them for a helmet sticker before I made? No, I didn't. I didn't. But then I was like looking back. I was when I when I opened up the score box. I was like, oh, I kind of forgot Taysom had a really good offense. Like, should I just mention him as like I was thinking about it? Would have thrown your microphone away if you did. So, anyways, though, terrific game. Uh, Pretty entertaining. Gito Smith's good at quarterback. Like, I think it's official. I guess some of the passes he threw were. So ridiculous to yeah. Tyler Lockett. I just don't. I don't understand it. Like I know he never really got a real chance, but like, come on. Like no, I don't know what is he doing out there. He's playing out of his mind. Um, Kenneth Walker stepped in after Penny got hurt. Huge run. Like so they're fun. I mean they're not going to be any good, but uh, I don't. I don't really know. This was a weird game with two weird teams. So it didn't do anything for me either way. No, it was, it was just a fun game to yeah. watch. I thought uh, it was. It's kind of one of those things where it's like it's a good. It's a good name game. You know, you put it on, you're like, oh, there's Andy. Oh, there's Kamara. Oh, there's Tyler Lockett. I haven't heard Tyler Lockett's name in a while. Kenneth Walker. Oh, wasn't that that Heisman guy? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. You know, one of those games. Uh, Slant Boy, nowhere to be found. Classic yeah. Slant Boy. Um, looks like they don't need him to do R. anything. R.I.P. Olave. And, yeah, that Olave. That was that was a tough thing to watch because he was he was playing, playing well, too, I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think this Seahawks team, if like they actually found something where in Geno in this system specifically, I don't think you want to go out right now and like sign Geno Smith as an NFL team. But like in the system, he's you know I think I was listening to something where they're like, uh, was it Rasillo's behind maybe where they're talking about Geno Smith? They're like, this is what the offensive coordinator like wanted to do with Russell Wilson. Like this is this is the offense they wanted to run, but like Russell was going to do his own thing, and we're kind of seeing Geno who's you know had his had his shine. Schottenheimer still the guy there. I think so. Yeah. It's been there for a while. And then, you know, Gino had his moment, lost it. He went under Eli Manning's wing, Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl quarterback uh, and MVP. And then under a guy like Russell Wilson, just kind of learn from the offense from him. So we kind of get to see that growth from him now. If the Seahawks can keep this going into next year and they have this young, they have a young defense right now, kind of just build, keep building and growing with them. They could be a good team next year. Sure. With what we've seen from the Rams – 49ers still going to have question marks moving forward. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. Like, they, they could be fighting this division. They could be fighting this division this year. Sure. It could way, get weird. So. I was just laughing because you just had to sneak in all of his accolades for you. Well, yeah. I will say it. I know. I have a little, yeah. I have a little slide again. It's not his fault. It is not his fault. It's not your fault, uh, Gino. But, you know, it's, it's the principle behind it with him ruining Eli Manning's start streak because Ben McAdoo, uh, for some reason, thought benching Eli Manning could save his job. Uh, just a quick glance, Ben, it didn't, and I don't know why you thought it well, was. Well, he's found his home in Carolina. They're cooking. Yeah, they are. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Surprised he wasn't named interim. After yeah, that yeah. So I will say I will always have a slide against Gino. Not your fault, but it's principle. No, it's fun for Seattle. And, like, for Russ to be this bad, like, as a Seattle fan, you know, every week there's, I like, imagine having Russell Wilson as your quarterback. Yeah. Like, the text they're sending oh, each other. Oh, I would, if I was a Seahawks fan, even after this loss. Don't care. No, it Oh, it's a win. It's, it's a win. Al- it's always a win, especially yeah. when he plays like that. So well, here's fun. the thing. It's like Geno Smith has, Geno Smith's responsible for 10 touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. The Broncos have six. It's awesome. I would I would retweet it every hour. Oh, I would be. <laughs> I would be a menace. On it's Twitter. the best. All I'd right. be more of a menace on Twitter as a two and three Seahawks fan right now than a four and one Giants. Fan. Absolutely. Yeah, you've been quiet. Um, next one: Jets at Dolphins. I'm sorry, Dolphins at Jets. Jets win big. I don't have anything on the Dolphins, Justin. I'm once again just no. going to put them away. They're in a really weird karma spot because they can't put these quarterbacks in when they're probably healthy, but they keep getting knocked out. So. They just can't play him. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen Sunday. But the Jets, man, look, we said they have some fun offensive weapons, and now Brees Hall got really going on Sunday, and Michael Carter got going. I don't know. 
I don't, I don't think the Jets are going to get blown out anymore this year. I don't know how many games they're going to win, Justin, but I don't think I don't think you're going to look at it and be like, oh. like Sunday, Packers. I don't think they're going to be like, all right, we get yeah. to play the Jets. I don't think they're that anymore. That's no. a, and that's a real step. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson like continues to get growth. They're, they're young weapons. Like They are a young team. They're so like, young. They're team, they have like, there's just all these young, quick guys where it's like Braxton Berrios, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall. And then you're fun. like, then they have a guy like, uh, why can't I? Corey Davis? Corey Davis, yeah. I was like Davis. I was going to say Gabriel Davis, but uh, proud of me to stop there and think. I can't believe you didn't go for uh, it. Corey Davis where it's like, oh, there's the big veteran receiver. You know, they're, they are fun on offense. Their mm-hmm. defense is young. And uh, so this was an impressive win, a win that they kind of needed to have to keep the mojo going. And, I, you know, no expectations if you're a Jets fan, but like this Packers team looks beatable right now. Very beatable, especially the last two weeks. Oh, and Jets if you go in confident. there and you win... Oh my God! Yeah, look when when you play well and you have a guy like Sally, that energy it works, right? Like, yeah, you really get behind them. You're all fired up, and they have something to believe in right now, so it's fun. And I I will say, unless you were done with this, I do have yeah, something yeah. to say about the Dolphins. Oh sure. Uh, first of all, I don't think this was a bad game for the Dolphins at all. This was a 17 to 19 game in the third mm-hmm. quarter with a third string quarterback named Skylar Thompson. Uh, fun Zach. Quick trivia question: Where did Skylar Thompson go to school? I know it, but I okay. wouldn't have known it unless I saw or heard about it today. I think yeah. uh, he went to Kansas State, but he I would did not have known nothing. It. And no. off, has done nothing offensively ever. So it's like one of those no, things where it's known. like, why was Skylar Thompson their third string quarterback? I don't know because it was a guy they were like, hey, you don't expect to play third yeah, strings. There was a scout who knew his uncle, and they were like, hey, just kind of bring him for training camp. He learned the playbook. It's like, hey, we'll give you a call if you ever need. It's like the emergency goalie up in the stands of like yep. every NHL game. That's what Skylar Thompson was. So the fact that they were in this game 17-19 uh, speaks a lot, and the defense can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And here's what I have to say about the, Dolph- the Dolphins. I. I just want to say one thing about Tua. Okay. I don't think Tua is a good quarterback at all. And I'm not saying that. But Tua is good at one thing. And it's timing. Mm -hmm. In Mike McDaniel's offense, we've seen it's all about timing. Especially with guys like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. Where they're going from... They're moving 10 yards a second. Like... You the ball has to be where the ball has to be immediately. It's like Joe Walsh running the West Coast offense. Like that ball has to be there, or telling Joe Montana how to run. Like that ball has to be there immediately. And when they don't have a guy like Tua, it sucks because this team was flying high. But Teddy's they're not going to win games with Teddy unless it's like they're just playing a bad football team, and they're certainly not going to win win games with Tyler. They just have to keep some sort of momentum for once Tua comes back because this defense played well until the fourth quarter. I'm not going to blame them. Once this, once two, we can come back. That timing on offense can get get going again. I still think this Dolphins team, the team to watch out for. And it sucks that the Jets are now three and two. They've dropped two in a row. Really not their fault. The Patriots aren't looking easy to beat, and then it's the Bills that they still have to play. Yeah. Uh, again, so they kind of just have to do some. What's the type of control I want? Uh, you know. Damage control. Hold the ground. Yeah, hold just the, damage control. Yeah. Just win some games that you need to win. Get to it back at the offensive back. And I still think this Dolphins team can be dangerous. It's a really good take. You've kind of been dialed today. Um, I agree with that completely. Um, and McDaniels was genuinely excited when he took the job because like what you just said, like he knew he didn't have a top five quarterback, maybe not top 10 quarterback, but he had a guy that he knew could run his system to perfection. Yeah. It's Brian Drew. Mm-hmm. Brian yeah. Drew, you know, I don't know if Tua can throw the ball a full 15 yeah. yards farther, yeah. but no one knows his playbook like yeah. Brian Drew does. Mm-hmm. No, so, and, and I'll tell you what, did you see Brian? I mean, did you see two in the weight room in the offseason? Just like Brian Drew. I mean, he was squatting 300 mm-hmm, pounds. Mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. But so, but yeah, that's that's the thing. We're still going to see those underthrows from and, Tua, but no quarterback uh, is going to be able to run that offense like Tua when it's just throwing ten yard dots. No, and the damage control thing is big because before the season when we thought, you know, God, do you need eleven wins to be a wild card team in the yeah. AFC? We're seeing the AFC North kind of crumble, not that we thought. AFC West kind of crumble, not be what we thought. So maybe you know. Nine games does get you in this year in the yeah. AFC. So I think they're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good for the Jets. I'm really excited to watch that matchup on Sunday against uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Um, Jets fans needed it too after the Mets. For sure. Yeah. Um, I wish I had a Mets fan to trash talk to. I just hate Mets. Them. Cousin Sal. Uh, well, I know, but a personal friend. So I could just next that. one, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I mean, this is just like what Tampa Bay is going to do all year. Like, they don't. Yeah. They didn't. Like, they got up early. They got, kind of like the Minnesota game, right? They dominated, kind of let off the gas. Here comes Atlanta. Atlanta should have had a chance. We all have seen it. I was going to call it the worst call I've ever seen in my life, but that Chris Jones sack that happened about 10 minutes ago was pretty bad too. So the ref and the passer thing's just gotten out of control. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think Tom Brady cares if they win by 100 or 1 every week. He's just kind of waiting to get to the playoffs because it's yeah. his last year. I think pretty safe to say at this point. And as long as they make the playoffs, I don't think he really cares. So that's just how they're going to win this year. Yeah, Tom Brady looked good again. Another 50, over 50 uh, passing attempts, like I think this is his last year, just going all out. But they were up twenty-one to nothing, and it's like, yeah, like the Falcons came back in the second, the fourth quarter. But I don't even if that roughing the passer wasn't called, I don't think it, maybe it gets a little more frisky. But if Tampa wanted to, this would have been a thirty-five nothing game if Tampa really wanted to. Yeah, they had that much control, yeah. so I don't really think there's anything about Tampa. But for the Falcons, like this is just what you got to do. I mean, they yeah, had they could have a real chance. I mean, Mariota was their obviously their leading passer. 14 for 25 for 147 yards. That's just Sounds that about we're, right. we're winning by, with his arm. He was their leading rusher. And their leading receiver only had 39 yards. So, you know. Yeah, look. Just got to stay in it. God, you know what? I was going to say this to you about enough with the goal line shovel passes. Enough. Yeah. We're done with it. Philly Philly's next. Like, we're done with it. Well, unless I mean, it's a double reverse and a tight end just runs it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it's the pass and he wasn't there, but luckily Bellinger was smart and not panic like a lot of these guys do. Yeah. But the shovel passes have got to stop. It's out of control. All right, uh, next one. Jeez. Titans at Commanders. You can tell me everything you want about Matt Ryan. Yeah. He's not good right now. No. I don't know what level he'll get to that might be considered good this season. Yep. That not was, all on him. That He has three game winning drives this year. Or yeah. two game, one game time, two game winning. That was the exact reason that the Colts put all the blame on Wentz and let him go. Because God bless the guy. I don't know what happens to him. Yeah. Weird game, kind of like we thought it'd be. He brings them down to the one, Justin. Not one, not two, but finally on the third he's picked off. But the first and second passes were just as bad. Like, Well, me and you were looking at each other like, God, we're alive still. How? I said it again. Yeah. And then he did it on the third one. Yeah. Like, it was the most Carson Wentz experience you could get in a game. He had two bombs that were gorgeous for touchdowns. And this is just a classic Tennessee win. Like, I just hate them, man. They play hard. And they just find a way to win. And they're just annoying. And that's what they do. And it sucks. Yeah. It, this is the they're first game good. that they scored a second-half touchdown, I think, all year. Yep. Like, God, they, I don't know how they do it. But, I mean, yeah, that's it's just kind of like Vrabel's one of those coaches where – you want to know something about Titans fans? Like, I feel like Steelers, if the Titans lost this game, you want to know something about Titans fans, I'm going to give them credit for it. They're not going to ask to fire Vrabel. Like other teams, like it's Vrabel. He's a good head coach. They're going to find ways to win. 
Tannehill, I think we've kind of seen the end of the Tannehill experience. I'm, they're not going to put Willis in this year, no. but I'm curious what they're going to do this offseason. Is Malik really a guy that they believe in? Oh, Tannehill's gone. Or are, they gonna, are they going to uh, try to you know trade up to get a quarterback in this draft? We'll, we'll see because, I mean, they're not really attached to Malik since he wasn't a first-rounder. There's really no reason for they could move off of him just as quickly um, if they wanted to. So I'm, I'm kind of serious what that's going to look like. But this is just how Tennessee's going to have to win games until they figure out a passing game. They get some other receivers in there. Like I think this Tennessee would be easily four and one, if not five and zero, oh right now. If they still had a guy like I don't know AJ Brown on the field, yep. that's where you just kind of really see it. Because I mean they they just have no. They might have a worse receiving core than the New York Giants had this weekend. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, they're just going to have to rely on Derrick Henry, and if he gets hurt. There goes their season. Yeah, uh, I mean they're always going to so. compete, but they still have to go to Kansas City. Yeah, to Green Bay, to Philadelphia, to the Chargers. Like it's coming. Yeah. So and they'll find a way to win one of those in some BS fashion, but um, they'll all be close. But yeah, they they just don't have any. They don't have the it factor because Derrick Henry still doesn't look like the Derrick Henry that we've seen. Um, it's just not possible for a guy to do it for four quarters yeah, of a game. Exactly. Like, it's just not. So and it's also not track receiver season, but. No. Yeah, gotcha. they just don't have that itch factor. And no, but they win, man. They win yeah. games. On Washington side of the ball, I will say, like their defense kind of finally looked like the defense that people expected them to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have one comment to say. Did you see? I assume you saw Ron Rivera's comment. Yeah, total bullshit. What separates the NFC beast from them? Because obviously, Giants and Cowboys four and one, Eagles five and zero, oh, and then there's the lonely Commanders at one and four. Yep. And he said quarterback. May I remind the listeners that we don't have a top 10 quarterback in our division. It is Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones, and Jalen Hurts. We don't have a top 10 passer. Yeah. I'm you, not going to say quarterback anymore. I'm going to say we don't have a top 10 passer in our in our division right now. So You know what my answer would have been? Coaching. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think, I'll be honest. I think if Carson Wentz is the quarterback for the Eagles, the, the, the Giants, or the Cowboys right now, those teams are no worse than 3-2. and two. No worse than 3-2. and two. I can't believe he did that. Quarterback. Well, I feel like this is the one thing I kind of feel bad for Carson Wentz because he has always been the blame, the blame he guy. He's destroyed. Because it's like in in Philadelphia, he um, he was your MVP. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You guys won a great one. He didn't win you the Super Bowl. But the way they treated him, it's just kind of BS in the sense of like the foundation was built by Wentz. Like the car was built by Wentz. Foles was the one who drove it onto the floor. Yep. He's the one who drove it in the showroom. And then we saw what happened after that. Like, nothing good happened after that. There was just that collapse, and then Doug left, and then, okay, now you guys have rebuilt it. But Wentz is the one who put you guys from not having done anything since Donovan McNabb left to being a, being a competitor in the NFL. Yep. The Colts, like, we've talked, and we've seen it ever since, ever since this, like, at the beginning of this year. Like, it wasn't just a Wentz is- issue. Like, could you guys have taken a step further with a different quarterback? Yes, but a lot of teams can say that in the NFL. Yep. And then to come to the commanders where it's finally like, all right, like, let's just, it's your tease. You, you got to run with it. Yep. And week five, we're blaming him already? It's like, week dude, five? Fire him then, because if you're blaming your quarterback already, then you're, you know yeah. you're done. Like, this is, this, let's look at the commanders. All right, you guys beat Jacksonville. You guys should know, you guys lost to the Lions 36 to 27. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. That's not on the offense at all. You lost to the Eagles 24 to 8. The Eagles just are a good team. You guys lost to them. You should expect a loss to them. Commanders 25, I mean, not Commanders, Cowboys 25 to 10. Like your defense. defense. Yeah, it's just unbelievable defense. One of the best defenses we've seen in the NFL this year, if not the best. And then you lost the Titans 21 to 17, where it's like, yeah, Carson, that's the first time I think we could say Carson. But all, hey, at one point, you have to say he also got us down there. Yeah. He had a good drive until the red zone. Yeah, it's always so the Carson. I feel so bad. And by him. the way, after you watched what. 
we did trading for him. Yeah. You went and did the same thing. Yeah. So don't know what you expected. Yeah. At least us, we were like, we have maybe a little hope. Like you just saw us do a one-year trial and just send him to you. Yeah. What did you think was going to mm-hmm. happen? So, God, the poor guy. If it's I'm just, him, I'm just like, get me out. I would. I would yeah, he's probably done after I'm this done. year. Because I, I don't think you can make him a backup. He might be done with football next year. Yeah, I don't even know how me- mentally it's just if he has to come in. He'll go live in like North he, Dakota. Well, just fine. make him like the backup in Buffalo where it's like, God forbid anything happens, Josh Allen. But he goes in there knowing what he is, yeah. right? He, I, I think Carson Wentz is a good enough guy and uh, player to just – if he's a backup, he's going to go in and know his role. It sucks when you've been the starter, this is your team, and you're always getting the shade thrown at you. And you can't feel comfortable in your position because there's always something else going on. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I'm, I felt bad for those comments because that was a little unnecessary. I agree. I agree. It's just a weird thing with him. It always is. Um, next one. I don't Te- have anything to say. The Texans game? Actually, I do have something to say, but. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> Texans at the Jags, uh, huge for the AFC South. Uh, it's just a funny game. I, 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 I thought I had a lot of thoughts, and I, I looked down to say the game, and I put my head up. I had no That's words. why I said I don't have anything to say. I had no words. Uh, yeah. Damian Pierce, really good at football. Yeah. Really, really good at football. So, nice fantasy pick. For yeah. Uh, sorry I fell into the Jaguars thing. I did. Through the Jaguars. Hey, kind of got to remember that. If you need to get right game, guess what? Yeah. You get to play us next week. Yeah. So, congrats. No, it's weird. I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't, I don't. Their defense played outstanding. It's just what is, well, I don't. I think we should just go to the next game. I, have, I don't Lawrence. know what to say. Yeah, what is Trevor Lawrence? I don't know anything about either team from that. Uh, although I will say this. Other than the Chargers kind of taking advantage of Houston with the run game, like I've said it since week one. Like their corners are Derek Stingley and Steven Nelson. Yeah. That's phenomenal. It's really good. It's really good. It's I've been really saying good. it. Like the Denver didn't score on them. Obviously, we didn't score on them. Two really bad offenses. Like, the Bears struggled. I know another bad, like, but I'm telling you, like, it's not just because they're playing bad offenses. Like, there's some talent. They have two guys. Lovey's been a like, defensive guy's whole yeah. life. Like, I- I'm not saying they're the freaking '86 Bears here, but I said from the start, like, they got two legit corners, and that can really help you. So, we'll, we'll see. God, the Raiders are. Uh, is that grounding? No, it's getting it's getting weird there. All right, I, I have nothing else. Good job, Houston. Yeah. Uh, next one. 49ers against Carolina. I, I I don't have anything else here. I mean, this is exactly what we thought. Jeff Wilson, I will say, four straight games with 100-plus yards. Mm-hmm. That's just being getting to play running back in San Francisco. That's all that is. Tevin Coleman, my guy. I think, Huge plays. I think uh, you could pick up an average show from the stands and yeah. just get at least 40. I, it's just unbelievable. Like, they just do this. And for Carolina, obviously, it's an absolute train wreck, and I just hope Jeremy ends up... You know. Yeah, for Carolina, it's going to be interesting to see. We knew Matt Rule was going to get fired eventually. I don't think they're going to win another game. It should have been in the offseason. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback, mm-hmm. even when Darnie comes healthy. I, I think if you are the Panthers, you just you kind of just have to sell the farm. They have four picks next I, year. They have to sell the farm. They have maybe to. I get, maybe you want to keep Brian Burns. That's a big asset to lose. But, yeah. I mean, God, he'd go for a first and more. But so get, like, get rid of CMC. He's, he's not Moore's been on the gone, field CMC's for you. Gone. Yeah. yeah, and maybe keep J.C. Horn, but I don't even know. You can move a guy I think maybe I think maybe you got to keep the defense identity, like Derek, J.C., and Brian. And maybe just like try to say, all right, we have a chin, chin, chin. Is he one year? He's got one more year. Well, they, they should extend him this summer if they're smart. But yeah. yeah. So I'm curious to see no, if they just trade no him because it's like, you know, they don't get they don't get a fifth year on they Jeremy. Yeah. And so they'd have to pay It's him a shit spot, man. And yeah. yeah, like you said, this was over from the start of the season with, with Rule. So, and the 49ers are who they've been for four years now. Yeah. That's what they do. Uh, next one. Well, you were all over this one, Justin. I didn't want to believe it. Dallas against the Rams. I mean, it's pretty fun to watch Dallas. 
Yeah, that is. Coward said it and took it from me this morning. I was pissed. Like, this is Dak, rookie year, Dallas. Yeah. DeMarcus Lawrence and Mika are playing at such high levels. I'm not sure what you can do offensively. When they line them up on the same side of the ball, it's just, it's just not fair. I don't know what you do against them. Yeah. Like, and Diggs is playing fine. It was a weird play that Cup broke it on. And I mean, the Rams are a freaking mess. I think that's the bigger issue. But, like, I just, like, we've said it for two weeks now. I just hope when Dak comes back, that they don't try to reinvent the wheel and start throwing the ball all over yeah. again. Like, just keep running it. Like, just because you paid the guy, you didn't pay him to go throw it 60 times. Just Tony Pollard makes one special play a game. Yeah. Hell, Zeke looks like he can move again. Zeke looks good. That's the best I've seen him looking yeah. forever. I don't know what happened to the NFC running backs this offseason in the East, but they found the fountain of youth. And, yeah, I, it's just really impressive what they're doing. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch defense like that. Yeah, Dallas is a frisky team. Uh, if they haven't played the Eagles yet this year, but I think that's the most excited game or matchup I am for right now. And it just has to do with what, what this Philadelphia defense can do. And I, I think you said it best. I mean, we've been kind of saying it for a while, even on this podcast, not just today and Colin Coward taking your take, but like, don't change anything. Exactly. Don't change anything when Dak comes back. He, he can make, you know, those same plays as Cooper Rush, and he can just make the special plays in the sense of extending it. When the play breaks down, Dak might be able to do some do stuff, or he will be able to, that Cooper Rush can't. But let him do those in game situations. Don't forcibly make it with play calling. Uh, and then, yeah, the defense, defense on the Rams side of the ball, they just have a lot to figure out. Matthew Stafford clearly is, something's wrong with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. The loss killed. of Andrew Whitworth is insane. Uh and he only has Cooper Cup to throw to. Like, Allen Robinson, I don't know. He's, I don't know who to blame at this point. But he doesn't have time to throw either. Yeah, he doesn't have time to throw. And it's like, Allen Robinson, I, I've never viewed him as like a separation guy. He's like guy. Kenny Galladay, where yeah. it's just like, just, just yeah, he's big, possession receiver. If the cornerback's behind him, he's going to use his body to shut him out. But it's hard to make those throws in those tight windows when you have no time to do it. Um, and their defense, I mean, their defense played great football. The Rams defense did against the Cowboys offense. I was getting a little frisky. Like it was twenty-two to ten, but they had a Demarcus Lawrence fumble return uh, for a touchdown, which was six of their points, and they let up one big play. Yeah. Like other than that, it was just all field goals. And the field and goals were multi- punt. Yeah, most of them were from turnovers and block other block punts. So I mean, their defense played great. It just sucks that the ball didn't go their way. And yeah, the Rams. I mean, yeah, I think the Rams are going to be fine necessarily. Like they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I can. No. I think I can confidently say that. But I think they'll beat every team they're supposed to because they are still so talented at the top, the top-heavy talent. Yeah. I think they'll make the playoffs and lose in the first round. It's just crazy. Obviously, I'm a no-doubt guy, but it's crazy to see what their offense looks like when they don't have another receiver who can just get open. It's bad. I mean, they, they really uh, did a poor job underestimating either Van's return because his importance means way too much right now in his show because they didn't really do anything to replace it. And then, yeah, they need to figure out the offensive line because Stafford is getting He's his ass smart. kicked. Yeah. So, but good win for Dallas and a huge matchup next week with – the next team we're going to talk about, the undefeated still, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they survive uh, a pretty entertaining game against Arizona. I yeah. thought Arizona played pretty well, but just just dumbass game management from Arizona at the end. And it wasn't Cliff this time. No. I, yeah. Do you, do you believe it was the clock operator? Do you think that's I, – I think it's a real thing. I think they messed it up. Uh, with the – wait. I'm saying – oh, you, did you see that? I they, don't think I saw this. So, when, so late in the game, obviously, Kyler slides. Yeah. And they were told it was um, a first down. Uh, the Cardinals were told that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember the play to make it make sense. Yeah, he slid it was short. Third, it was third. It was third down. He slides short. They, obviously. Yeah, yeah. To make it third down, so then he spiked it to go to, to fourth make it down. Fourth down. Yes, that's right. The sorry, 
sorry, I just had to figure it out. The uh, jumbotron and like the ticker up top in the stadium said first down. Okay. So I because you were like, how did no one get in his ear? I'm like, I don't know if they like don't have mics or anything. Yeah. But I think say not the, to spike it. The game operator showed it was a first down, so they thought they had it. Um, which means they could have another play. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. I will say I don't know if I believe it. It shouldn't. It shouldn't come down to one thing because like okay, the refs setting down the ball, mm-hmm. and you're looking if the chain because the chains didn't move. If the chains aren't moving, then we know it's not first down. Because guess what they do? The if the if the chains had to move, the ref would stand over the ball and not let it get snapped. Yeah. So the fact that we didn't see the field operators, you know, those yeah. guys make the first down. I don't really have much to say about it. I I mean, Cliff, I kind of dialed. I kind of said like I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of credit here. I kind of said sure. like after week one, I was like, I think that people are putting a lot of blame on Cliff when a lot of it's on Kyler, mm-hmm. and we really saw that this week with Kyler just like taking dumb sacks a couple times, like the third down slide, like fall forward, like give yourself up, fall forward. The one thing you can't do is slide short there, and you have plenty of time to get the first down. Like why slide right then and there? That was. There was no, there's nothing, uh, no excuses for that. So that's my one thing. But on the other, defense side of the ball, this this Arizona defense now looked frisky. Like last mm-hmm. week we saw, it, or like it was the Panthers. They looked really frisky this week against a, a foul or a Eagles offense that people were like, this this is one of the best offenses in the NFL right now. Yeah, and they, they had an opportunity to win or yeah. well, at least go to overtime. That's on the GM for signing Amendola. What do you think he was gonna do there? Yeah, didn't you just see the pregame things where it was like yeah. he missed from that spot every time, and then you were like that. You saw his face, you're like that guy has. I mean, he just missed it two weeks ago on a different team. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'd rather bring in Dicker who's never even kicked before because yeah. like, he's not whatever. I I will say I did like the whoever. I forget Justin who it was. Pugh. Yeah, Justin Offensive Pugh. Guard. That was cool because um, he didn't have to do that. At no, all. he didn't have to do that because it, it would it would suck for Amendola's and like he's you know in his back of his mind he's like I'm really mad at, at this guy for missing that kick. Like obviously you would be, but to just go and defend the guy when he had a hound of reporters around him when they should have been over at Kyler because yeah. it would have made it would have completely changed the game there. Um, and on the Eagles side, look, the Eagles they had to win they have to win football games like this. And they did it. You know, not every game is going to be an easy game for them. And they found a way to win. So I'll, yeah. I'll give props to the Eagles there. Really good take once again. Like I said, dialed today. If you're a quarterback in the fourth quarter, at that point, we're not sliding, we're diving. Yeah. Because they, they, Get they the take. Yard. Ensure that you're and getting the refs are down. like very this year and a little bit late last year. Like when you slide, they like really want to make you like make the rule known like, oh, it's right when you started. Like yeah. they put that ball back so far when you yeah. slide now. Like it's a dive. It's a dive every time. You played baseball, he knows how to dive forward. Like, And it's like, you you should know. And they're not going to hit you anymore. In yeah. worst case, oh, I got 15 yards more now. Because it's still a late Exactly. Hit. And it, it's like, you you should have to be, to be a quarterback in the NFL, there's only 32 positions available. Like, you have to be on it. There's no excuse for you, for, for you to slide early there. Nope. Like, you have enough time to even, like, look at the sidelines and be like, do I have it? You can't slide. And then also, if you slide... You have to know that A, you're short because everything about it tells you you're short. And B, I don't care about the clock operator. No. The refs on the field are the no. ones right. And no it. defensive player wants to hit you right there because they don't want to be the guy no. that gave up no. the extra 15. Oh, there was three of them around him. They all stood up Hands before up. he even slipped. Yep. They were waiting for him to come in. So, whatever though. Yeah, Philly wins 5-0. and Like we said, huge game next week. Oh, Mahomes just fell down, got up. And I thought, this was, I thought we oh, that might be a flag. Vintage Mahomes. Oh, I just got thrown, so I didn't know. Um, yeah, it's embarrassing that we have to ask that now. Next one, Bengals at Ravens. Yeah. That was awful. That was awful. Um, I think Zach Taylor owes Joe Burrow a huge thank you because 
He probably kept Zach Taylor there for, I would say, the next two years. That was so disgusting. He's bad. He's so bad. And Joe just got hot last year. Yeah. And, and it, he's bad. He's really bad. And it sucks right now because there's way too much talent to just be like, oh, you guys. How is Hayden Hurst your leading receiver? With 53 yards. It's terrible. I mean, both guys were so off. And Joe didn't play great still. Lamar was horrible. But in the end, Lamar still found a way. So got to give him credit there. Um, but yeah, it's just like just awful coaching from the Bengals. And Kelsey is about to go in for his Holy crap. I mean, just playing the Chiefs sucks, man. Yeah, that's tough. Wow. He's putting on a show. Um, but yeah, that just sucks if you're a Bengals fan because I, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be hard to beat anyone right now the way your coaching is going unless Joe just finds that magic again. I, I don't know. I'm like really concerned about the, yeah. the Bengals because per, like, personnel only goes so far. You don't know how to use it. Like, we've been saying, like, imagine McDaniels with Cincinnati, what he'd be able to do and some of these coaches. So it's concerning. Good for the Bengals or the Ravens. Staying tough. Like I said, Lamar's battle game found a way to win. Justin Tigger, Tucker, go. Yeah, uh, for the Bengals, if you were to tell the any Bengals fan or player or coach that the Ravens only scored seventeen or sorry nineteen points on them, you're like, yeah, that's a win. Yep. Uh, defensively for the Ravens, I I was critical about them coming into this game. Um, that's why I picked the Bengals to win the game, and they, they showed up. Jason Pierre-Paul was just kind of like in the backfield wearing number four every single play, it seems like. And then, <laughs> he looks so good. Uh, I mean, some of that 17 point, or a lot of that 17 points is to be blamed on the play calling, but at least the defense did their job. I, I was impressed by that. I didn't hear any hardball should be fired takes for some reason um, this week, which was weird after yeah. how up in arms they were about being yeah. two and two and losing to the Bills. And people starting to get upset when he took the field to go to yeah. the six. And everyone's just looking for a reason to stay The mad. Bills. They got mad at him for losing four guys. Ridiculous. Uh, so let's let's all relax. And guess what? They have to go on the road into a four and one environment with the Wink Marindale Revenge game next week. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. Good win for them though. And the AFC North is really weird, really bad. So uh, that covers it. The Chiefs somehow. Well, not uh, somehow because it's what they do. They when we came on, it was seventeen to three. Zero. 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 And now it's twenty four to twenty. Yep. A little bit of a longer podcast, but. Yeah, that's what happens when we win. There's a lot that happens. We can this week. make it longer. Let's get to the awards, Justin. Also, bye weeks. I think start next week, so yep. everything's gonna be a little yeah, shorter. And our math is gonna be really struggling on that. Um, yeah. Offensive player of the week. Who do you have? Uh, my offensive player of the week. So I was in between a couple guys here. Um, first of all, obviously like Danny Jones. Like, oh, does he deserve it? No, Taysom Hill can't do that. I'm. I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm going to play my cards. It's like picking in Survivor sometimes where it's mm-hmm. like you got to sometimes you just got to take the guy when you can take the guy. I'm going to give it to Josh Allen. Sure. Like that was a classic Josh Allen performance. To have 424 yards and four tutties is one thing, but what basically all of that was in the first half. Yeah. That's why I'm giving him the award. Uh, he was just having fun. Like that throw that he had, it was the second bomb to Gabriel Davis. Like that was absurd. Um, Geno Smith could have gotten a, a – Again, maybe a two-time winner by me, but you didn't win. I feel like you got to be a winner in order to get it. Um, and then, yeah, I really there really wasn't any like offensive player that kind of stuck out to me a lot. I feel like there was a lot of like I don't know. It was just a weird week offensive. Like there was high scoring, but it wasn't like one player specifically a lot yeah. of times. Um, so I'm just gonna keep it classy and give it to Josh Allen. I like it. I'm gonna go Brees Hall. Rookie stood out, played well. Uh, 18 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches for 100 yards, one really long one where he just wouldn't go down. So fun to see him get going because everyone kind of thought he could be the guy in New York. So he's my offensive player of the week, rookie. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go with the Colt for the first time. Ah, I wanted you to have it first because I was like, I was going to give it to him if you didn't. Well, I don't even know. DeForest? Oh. Who are you going to give it to? Well, maybe we'll wait then. All right. 
Uh, I'm, oh, God, I forgot about the other guy. That was pretty good. Uh, DeForest Buckner played with the – I mean, you saw the brace on his elbow, really hurt, decided to play. Eight tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, a pass breakup, a forced fumble, two sacks. He was an absolute beast. They were double-teaming him inside. He was fighting through. He played his ass off, uh, and he hit one of the smoother gritties I've seen with a man that size, so I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, he just brought the energy we needed up front to stay in that game and compete all night. So DeForest Buckner, helmet sticker award. Love that. I think that's really deserving. Um, can't we give it to two two guys on the same team? Like, I don't know. I'm tr- let me let me think real quick. If I'm not giving it to him, let's just go through real quick. See if there's any defensive player or moment that stands out to me this week. Mm, ah, you know what? Uh, let's see. Let me see what his box was. So I, I'm going to say I was thinking about giving it to Stephon Gilmore. Um, because he won that game, arguably, for... Um, yep, kind of forgot about that. Probably shouldn't put it Yeah, in. but you know what? I'm going to do it. It's got to happen eventually. I'm going to give it to He Mika. was awesome. To who? Oh. Well, Not I'll Gilmore. give it to Stefan. I, no. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I want to give it to Gilmore. I do, because he was awesome. He was locking him down. The way he baited Russell Wilson yeah, on that third and four was just classic, but if we don't want to give it two players on the same team, Look, we can give it to fits. Mika. All right, we'll give it to Stefan. Yeah, my team's awesome. I'm a DB guy, so... It was cool. I mean, it was the game-winning play. I probably should have put it myself. Um, stud. So they kept throwing at me. I don't know why they're trying me. Yeah. Pull up on your block. Welcome to Gilly Lock. He's, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. People don't talk about it. At 31, it's really incredible yeah. what he's doing still. Like, he was locking up Jerry Judy as, at 31. Yeah, he's the man. It's fun. Uh, well, let's get to something I think people enjoy, your miscellaneous one. Is it a football play, or did you continue the streak of non-football moments? You know, this, this was a tough one. Yeah. I... I was looking for the non-football moment, Zach. Okay, keep going. Keep going. You think you have it? I just couldn't really find one that really stuck out to me. Am I overlooking something? So you don't have one? I guess not. I mean, I don't know. One trainer did a really good job about getting one of your guys back in the secondary. Oh. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hey. It was thin back there. It was. It was thin back there. We didn't have a lot of guys. I told Justin, I was just sitting there. It was like 4 o'clock at this point. I had seen it already. I was waiting for you to see it. I wasn't on my phone yet because I was driving from Chicago and just was, you know, there was a lot going on when I got home and watched the end of the 1 o'clock. And I just literally sit there and go, God bless it. And he looks at me and I'm like, I just got man ass in front of my face on Twitter right now. It was the Darnay Holmes. He started dying. He's like, I was just waiting for this moment. I don't know. I think it deserves it. Well, here's the thing. It kind of plays in. Uh, I was going to give mine, I was like, I'm going to, I get to do it one time. I get to do it one time and I'm going to do it now. I was going to give mine to the Giants coaching staff because okay. we're four and one, but Hey, put He's a little hyphen slash training staff. Cause people forget Saquon Barkley also got hurt that game. Daniel Jones just went on like an eight some yard drive. man ass in parentheses. I think yeah. we'll remember. Yeah. We Let will. go back to that. Uh, but the Giants coaching staff won us that football game. They've won us four football games this year. It was really impressive. Everything about that game was obviously coaching. And then the training staff for getting guys like Darnay Holmes and Saquon Barkley back into the game. I'm good with it. I'm totally fine with it. They deserve it. Uh, mine's going to go to Gabe Davis, kind of like your Josh Allen. You get a 99-yard touchdown. You make the play on Minka like you did. Like That was just sick. Two very sick plays from Gabe Davis. Uh, God, Josh Jacobs is such a beast. And I hope former cool. podcast host Justin Brooks is getting a little nervous right now about Josh Jacobs. So that is my miscellaneous. My bozo dubbed over is going to go to dubbed over. Sponsored by Nathaniel Hackett. Who sponsored by Nathaniel Hackett. Definitely could have been in there this week, but like we said, he is the award. It's going to go to Dan Campbell. 
Justin, if you're playing a rookie and you know your defense isn't great, field position, I think, matters. I would say so. Not to Dan Campbell, it doesn't. Really? First drive on their own 45 goes for it. First drive of the game goes for it on fourth down on their own 45. They don't get it. New England goes down and gets points immediately. End of the half, about a minute and a half left. They're on the 35. New England's now. At least they're on New England's side. Fourth and nine. Your offense hasn't done shit all half. 35, it's a 50-yarder. Not bad. He decides to go for it on fourth and nine. Uh, Strip sack, touchdown. They had five turnover on downs in this game. Some of that's a little unfair because it was late and they were trying to score. Five turnover on downs. If you said those... Those first two and the that first was the game right there are inexcusable. Yeah, yeah, I could not, dude. I could not imagine being somebody on Dan Campbell's wagon right now because that would suck. It's tough. Yeah, that's yeah. A tough not a wagon us. to be on. Not, not, us. not on this podcast. So Dan Campbell, welcome Check home. Seats, you're in. Uh, oh man, mine's a tough one. I think people kind of have the two in my head that I'm doing because here's the thing: like Brandon Staley made the worst play, worst decision I think I've ever seen in my but life. They won. But they won, yeah. so I don't think I can give him the award. So therefore, it's going to go to option number two, and that's Kyler Murray. Uh, I just, again, I don't. There's no excuse for what he did. Like, I'm not saying if he gets the first down, like the Cardinals win the game, because even if that thing goes into, goes into overtime, like who knows what happens in overtime. But man, you there's absolutely no excuse to slide early there. I thought I said I thought he he had a bad game decision making wise, even up to that point. He just kind of got bailed out a couple times, specifically by the defense. Uh, but man, sliding early there, not sealing that the chains haven't moved, then spiking the ball with a kicker who had no confidence and clearly missed during pregames, like that—that's inexcusable to me. So, one second. Are we checking something? Yeah. The Arizona staff has made it twice on Bozo dubbed over. Really? Yeah. Who I had them. I had them week one for just an absolute shit show of a performance. So that's a tough luck. Yeah, them and Kyler. That's yeah. So oh, Kyler. he's on our screen right now. Look at that. That's ironic. Oh, yeah, that man. meant he deserved it. Kyler and Arizona. Who's that with him? Is that oh, it's Derek, Derek Henry. Henry? I was about to say. Well, that is writing down. That's the review. I know it was a little longer. Preview is going to be a little short. I mean, look, we got bye games coming out. So yeah, it's hard. Short. It's hard when there's 16 games. You it's want a lot, on. man. It's, it's a, a lot. lot and you know, we try it's to watch all of them so we can do our job. Yeah. That we don't get. Yeah. Do it's a job. Oh, that's a job. Yeah. Uh, huge games next week. Really fun slate. And enjoy it. Enjoy the end of this Chiefs-Raiders game. We'll see what happens here. We'll see if the Raiders can find a way. You'll know by the time you listen to it. Yeah. Justin, any closing thoughts? Go Yankees. I was about to say Bozo, take it away, because Bozo's so in my head. I'm sorry, Burke. <laughs> I didn't say it. I did not say it. Burke, take it away. If the money ain't involved, I don't really wanna know I'm just trying to get the revenue and never let it slow I go crazy, I'm lazy, amazing enough Everybody says I'm genius, but that's just a bluff I'm an underrated, overeducated individual Always turn a profit and I'm dishing out residuals To the homies that are day one, past the A1 This is high stakes and I think I like it well done Never let the mainstream affect my mentality Never caught conforming just to benefit salary Busy trying to blossom, but the weather gonna challenge me Time for Burke season, other artists getting allergies Cleveland, Royal I strive for greatness Dodging all the criticism Starring in the Matrix Only one request When the people want to play this Scream, jump, clap Let the music get contagious If I made the crowd jump Would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump Could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye Would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine Would it sound soothing? If I made the crowd jump Would you listen to me? 
scary, but it's just a fear. A representation of all of your peers. They tell you go one way if you wanna clear. The jump that is life, but I urge you to veer. So, after you've heard everything, Are you ready? I've been trying to find my sound, but it's difficult to do. How do I combine the instrumental with my mood? Maybe it's a problem when I got an attitude, but at least I ain't as bad as all the bitches on the view. Hating how the lights get the money and the fans. All the marketing today just a scam, sending spam. If there's one thing to realize, please understand that a Twitter or an Instagram never make a man. I'ma do my own thing. You can hate from afar. Oh, you wanna join the gang? Better bring a gold star. Wouldn't know what I was thinking, even if it's in a bar. In a different kind of world, like we watch an avatar. Love Hard work, positivity will prosper If it were up to me, you wouldn't even make the roster Oh, you sound sick, you don't even need a doctor My life's like a movie, and I deserve an Oscar If I made the crowd jump, would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump, could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye, would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine, would it sound soothing? If I made the crowd jump, would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump, could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye, would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine, would it sound soothing? I know this is scary, but just a fear, a representation of all of your peers. They tell you go one way if you wanna clear the jump that is life, but I urge you to veer. I know this is scary, but it's just a fear, a representation of all of your peers. They tell you go one way if you wanna clear the jump that is life, but I urge you to veer.